You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, we're going to talk about a national championship in the first segment here, and then we'll get into some basketball in segment two. And listen, I'm not going to pretend to be like Mr. Tennis Guy. Tennis is not. Um, a sport that I am super well versed in. Um, college tennis, I know TCU men's and women's tennis both have really good programs. You know, the men's team um, is consistently in the tournament. They usually make a deep run. David Rodini is a great coach. But I don't spend a lot of time on the podcast talking about men's and women's tennis. I'll admit that it's not a sport that I consider myself an expert in. But I know this. I know that TCU men's tennis today won a national title. They won the ITA National Indoor Tournament. Um, it was a national championship that the Frogs got. It was a field of 16, so, you know, the outdoor season will take place later on this year. And after the outdoor season, after the regular season the outdoor uh, season, they'll play the NCAA tournament, which is, you know, that's the big one, right? Like, that's a 64-team tournament that you go through. But this was a 16-team field, and it was a 16 16- best teams in the country. TCU ran through a gauntlet of they beat Virginia. They beat Texas in the quarterfinals. Um, they took down number one Ohio State in the semifinals yesterday. And then today came back and beat Tennessee to win a national title. Uh, TCU is red hot right now. Like they are playing at a high, high level. It's their 10th win in a row. Seventh straight over a ranked opponent. Eight of their 12 victories this year um, have come against teams that are ranked in the top 20. They have just been absolutely fantastic. They beat Tennessee today 4-1, to one, and uh, they won the doubles point, which is huge, and they've done that all tournament long. And then um, they went on and won enough singles matches to take the victory 4-1. to one. It was Pedro Vives who got the final point on an ace um, to give the Frogs a national title. And it's huge for the program. It's huge for the university. I mean, anytime you win a national title in any sport, the bottom line is that banner is going to hang uh, forever at the facility, right? It's something you can hang your hat on. It's something that you can sell to recruits. And for a university that, you know, football team has been sort of in a rut. Basketball teams are what they are. Um, baseball is a really solid and good program, but has not been what it's typically been the last few seasons. Uh, this is a huge deal, and congratulations to TCU men's tennis for getting it done. I think they'll probably start the outdoor season ranked number one in the country, um, and you hope that they have a chance to build on what they did here in you know the winter into the early spring. Um, but just an amazing moment as TCU men's tennis wins their first national title in school history. And I was looking today, and I was trying to get like an official – um, number that I felt great about, but just search it around. TCU has a uh, national title in men's golf in 1983, and then Rifle has been like kind of back and forth as an NCAA sport. But as far as NCAA sports goes, in 2010 and 2012, Rifle team won a national title. We know what they do. Um, they continue to put up great numbers, and then uh, the football team. You know the two national titles. The, uh, the AP poll in 1935 and 1938, those Dutch Meyer teams 
getting it done and winning as well. But I mean, that's really it. Like that's, that's the list. So this is a, a big deal um, for TCU tennis. And if you go to the TCU men's tennis Twitter page, you'll see that final moment where they went into all the guys kind of mobbing each other. You'll see David Roditi. He does like a, he called the Roditi report after a match where he talks about, Hey, you know, this is what happened. They kind of have some fun with it. It's uh, real light and relaxed. And he's sitting there um, as the guys are behind him holding the trophy, celebrating. He's just talking about, hey, this is for all the alumni. This is for um, TCU. This is for all of us. We got done. I just want you to see how happy the guys are that they won a national title. He said after the match, it was a special day. Um, and... He said, one thing we talked about from our match versus Texas was emphasize closing it out. Never, ever take leads for granted. For Pedro to stay on the course and keep playing, when he saw Lee serving for the match or Famba up a set, he never stopped playing. That was an awesome moment. Great performances by our number one and number two. Double pairs again. They've been so good all week. Xander, Sander had a huge win again. And for our freshman, Pedro, to get it done on this stage, shows a lot about his mental toughness and experience as a tennis player. This one's for Coach Bartson. It's for all the coaches and alumni that put their blood, sweat, and tears into our program for us to get this moment. I'm ecstatic. Go Frogs. So, a great moment for Coach Roditi. And uh, you could tell the excitement, the exhilaration of winning a national title was uh, was a huge deal for him. And, and nice of him in that moment to, you know, find a way um, to still say some nice words about the university, about the people that came before him and the folks that paved the way to get it done. Uh, yeah, just an incredible moment for TCU Athletics. And they'll get back at it March 2nd, um, hosting Michigan in Fort Worth. Uh, and then they'll sort of run through the outdoor season. Um, Big 12 Championships will be in April, and then the NCAA Championships will start in May. So I'm hoping to get out there for a TCU tennis match in the spring to check out this team and cheer them on, uh, but just a, a fantastic time, and congrats to those guys, it's uh, it's a title that will be remembered forever, and as I said, it's a short list of TCU teams that have accomplished something like this, so um, it's a big deal, and we'll try to keep an eye on the tennis team, you know, more as the outdoor season gets going, and, and let you know how their progress is going, because I feel like, you know, they're going to be right there in the top one or two or three teams in the country um, heading into the spring. But David Roditi and his squad, they get it done. They beat Tennessee to win an ITA uh, national indoor title. Great moment for TCU. Congrats to those guys. And, uh, yeah, special day getting it done on a Monday afternoon. When we come back, we'll talk about TCU basketball and how they fared uh, on Monday night. This is Locks on Horn Frogs. All right, well, thankfully, uh, the positive vibes continue. As TC men's basketball, they bounced back on Monday night, snapped a three-game losing streak, and defeated West Virginia 77-67. to uh, Pretty good performance by the Horned Frogs. I mean, it was close at times. There were some moments where it looked a little shaky, but they really led wire to wire for the most part. You know, West Virginia was able to take back the lead in some short spurts in the first half, but TCU controlled the game. Um, really in a lot of facets from start to finish. And 
And one way that they really controlled the game tonight was rebounding the basketball. Um, out-rebounding the Mountaineers 42-24. to And um, they're a great rebounding team. I mean, that's one thing they've done consistently well all year long. But there was some concern because Eddie Lampkin didn't play tonight. You know, he came back in that Baylor game after what looked like a very scary knee injury. Uh, but they got an MRI done and decided it would be best if he sat out uh, on Monday. Not sure what his status is for Wednesday. This schedule, it's not only tough in who you play. It's tough in that it's just back-to-back-to-back. I mean, they play Wednesday night against Texas, and they play Saturday against Texas Tech. It's just one game after another for the Frogs down the stretch. Uh, But Xavier Cork came in in Lampkin's absence, and he had 10 points. Um, Yeah, I like Cork. I feel like even once Eddie gets back, as great as he's been, I'd like to see Xavier getting some more minutes. It just feels like he brings great energy. He's decisive on the offensive side of the ball. He's not somebody that's going to take a ton of shots. But when he does get a get a chance, it's going to be a quality look. And he was efficient again this evening. He was four of seven. Uh, Mike Miles looked better, had 15 points. Really struggled from the free throw line. You know, had a few chances. One that was pretty disappointing is TCU was actually up by about 11 points with four minutes to go in the first half, and they just went on a four and a half minute scoring drought. And during that time, West Virginia. Um, got right back in it and cut the deficit to one point. Now, TCU's credit, they were able to keep the lead, and they had a 43-42 advantage going into halftime. But Mike got fouled uh, with under a minute left in the half and had a chance uh, to, you know, shoot a few free throws and kind of stop the bleeding and brick the front end of a one-and-one. But I think Miles, he looked a lot more um, decisive tonight, a lot more aggressive, and that's a welcome sign just more comfortable overall. It's the best the offense has looked in a long time. Now, West Virginia, they kind of like to speed you up. It led to some transition opportunities, which was big. And again, I mentioned earlier, they really did well rebounding the basketball. But the star of the show this evening, and really I'd say the last few weeks, and you could even argue the entire season, um, he's not going to be the the dude leading the scoring every night. He's kind of quiet at times. But I feel like the MVP for TC basketball this year might be Emmanuel Miller. Like Mike Miles is... A great, great player, great scorer. Eddie Lampkin brings incredible energy. He's a fan favorite, and understandably so. What he does on the floor, um, kind of cleaning up, you know, the dirty work, if you will, is huge. But Emmanuel Miller, similarly, I mean, the way he crashes the glass and and finds a way to score and scores in a really efficient matter. He had 18 points, eight rebounds, was six of ten from the field, um, two assists. Just stuffed the stat sheet. Damian Baugh had a a really nice game as well. He had 10 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. But Miller, the energy he brought to the floor and just what he does on the defensive end and how it kind of translates to the energy he brings offensively, um, he was fantastic. So he stepped up in a big way. And, I mean, he's been a leader, somebody they can lean on. All year long, uh, TCU shot the ball a lot better tonight. 53% from the floor, and still only 28% from three. They're still struggling from deep. West Virginia, on the other hand, um, Frogs' defense was pretty solid. First half was not great, gave it 42 points, but only 25 points in the second half. It, it was a strange game in that it was so up and down, you know, for the f- entire first half. And then second half, like, there was uh, they were scoring a decent clip, and then it just came to a screeching halt like both teams were really struggling to shoot the basketball you saw a little more intensity on defense um but 
There were a few turnovers late in the game. Overall, though, TCU did a nice job. It did help that West Virginia seemed to call off the dogs a little earlier than some other teams have this year. Um, so now TCU is 6-7 and seven in conference play, and you got five games left. I think eight wins get you in for sure, which means you need two more. You have one more against West Virginia on the road in Morgantown, which even though the Mountaineers are struggling, I, I feel like that's going to be tough. And then, other than that, you have to pull an upset. And you get Texas Wednesday night. You know, Texas wiped the floor with TCU in Fort Worth a few months ago. Um, Texas Tech in Fort Worth. And then games against Kansas, you know, back-to-back. So, it's going to be tough. It's a tall task. They painted themselves in this corner by losing some games they probably shouldn't have against Oklahoma State on the road, against Kansas State at home, and against Iowa State at home. But winning this game gives you an opportunity, right? Like it doesn't put you in the tournament by any means, but it gives you a chance if you can pull off an upset and take care of business on the road when you play West Virginia a second time, you should be in pretty good shape. If they find a way to get to seven wins and finish conference play seven and 11, then I think you need uh, a win in the Big 12 tournament, which is doable. But again, it's going to be tough. Um, I'm just wondering what this team, you know, they're, conditioning and their legs are going to look like down the stretch uh, of the season because you're playing so many games in such a short amount of time. Are you going to be able to, you know, hang in there and find a way late in the year, especially when you're talking about a thin rotation? And we'll see if Eddie Lampkin can get back, but they're already so thin at that guard position, really just down to three guys with Miles and Bon Farabello. Um, you just you'd like to you'd like to see them find a way. It's, it's going to be tough though, so we'll see what they do. But uh, tonight was big, and that you you know give yourself an opportunity moving forward. And late in the season, that's really all you can ask for. So we'll continue to monitor that, uh, and we'll talk more TCU athletics through the week. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.